This episode is sponsored by World Anvil. World Anvil is an award-winning world-building and writing software for people who love to create rich and exciting worlds. Dungeon Crawlers. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where we have found the perfect topic for you. That's right. We are going to talk about undead corpses coming up out of the ground and attacking your favorite cowboy. Now, maybe that <laughs> sounds weird. Maybe that sounds strange. But really, it is the perfect setting for a game that has already been amazing and we have talked about before, which is Zombicide, Wanted oh, yes. or Alive, which also has a really cool title because that is an amazing song by Bon Jovi. So. Well, it is, but it's not called Wanted, Dead, or Alive. It's, oh. it's Zombicide, undead or alive undead or alive yeah which is also clever very clever very close no wonder i got it mixed up because it's perfect undead or alive um which as always krebs the zombicide fanatic just like kroll has everything for it (laughs) so with that said we are going to be talking about zombicide undead or alive this evening the pros, the cons, the craziness, why you should pick it up, and why this game is either a dud or amazing. More than likely, amazing, but not a dud, unless it is Zombicide in Space. But we'll just uh, <laughs> ignore that one. Now, what's important to note here is that Matthew and I have both played the game, but Daniel, who does own and enjoy Zombicide, both yes. first and second edition, he has not yet played the game. And so Daniel will be asking us questions about this game from the perspective of one who has played Zombicide, just not this edition. Yes. So, where do we start? Where do we jump in? Uh, you know, give us a basic premise of this version of the game. Uh, so, the basic premise is they've taken the zombicide context and its formula in general, okay. and they have thrown it way back to the Wild West, back to when <laughs> men were men and women were undead zombies chasing you through the streets in your Ford F-150. No, no, not the Ford <laughs> F-150, but like... No, on your Mustang. Or, on your or Mustang. Pony. On your Mustang. Um, but it is it is a Wild West setting and scenario. Uh, and as always... You have a cooperative situation between all the players where they must face the zombie horde and finish whatever mission they're on or lose the game entirely. Please tell me you get bonus points if you call someone yellow. Are you okay, yellow? <laughs> no joke. The first time I played this with my sister just a couple days ago, mm-hmm. she hit yellow and oh no, I guess I turned to Matthew and I said that because he was marking his yellow on his on his tray, and I was all yeah, yellow. And then, <laughs> and 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 then nothing happened. We didn't get into a fight, um, but <laughs> I was a little yellow bellied. Maybe right. not yellow bellied, but uh, yellow markered. Did any, did anyone also say manure? I hate manure. I hate manure. Uh, oh man. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, back to the future where we talk about zombicide. Yes. Uh so uh, the West, the Wild West has always been a fascinating um, genre for me. Uh, my grandfather, you know, I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house and there was always a Western on, um, mm-hmm. whether it was John Wayne, um, you know, Jimmy Stewart, you name it. 
if they were starred in a Western film, it was on TV at my grandpa's house. It was either that or like old World War II movies. Fast forward, the Western has kind of died off. You'll see one every now and then, but it's pretty much like our version of, you know, our medieval times, the United States medieval times. You know, if if you piss someone off, you more than likely got shot um, or you were called out to the street for, you know, at high noon. I don't know. That um, sounds like Chicago. <laughs> it, 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 some days. Um, some days. But the point is, is now they've taken this really popular game that is that's done really well. And yes, they've they did they tried a space version of it, didn't do that great. Um now if I remember right, they also did a fantasy version. Correct? They did they did a D esque version called Black Plague. That's right. Yeah. I and I haven't played that one either. We have. So, I don't I don't have it but my but my buddy has it. At first I was getting all of the modern zombicide mm-hmm. and he was getting all the black plague zombicide okay. and then we go to each other's house and we'd play. Gotcha. Um and and the thing and this is actually germane to our conversation today when they started doing black plague that that was when they first came out with the tray system. Uh Whereas before in regular Zombicide, you have these character cards and then you yeah. put sliders on the cards and stuff. They they converted from when they went from first edition Zombicide to Black Plague, they in, they came up with this tray system where you have a plastic tray with modular slots so that you can put a character card into one slot, weapons into another, items into your backpack. You have your counters and your, you know, your, for your XP and your health and everything is on the tray. Uh, and from that point on, they just kept improving the tray system, uh, which they went, which they did for second edition. And they did again, they improved again for undead or alive. Can okay. I just comment on that for a second? Because when you brought out the trays for undead or alive, that was one of the first things I noticed. I was so impressed with how far this thing had come. Uh, it was far easier than the oversized cards that we used with original Zombicide. And what I thought was brilliant is they had indents on the tray itself so that you can tip the card up and pull it out without having to get under your fingernails or risk bending or damaging the card in any way. Uh, and they had room for all the cards uh, in the, in the tray. It was just wonderful the way that this is, is set up. It keeps it to be a low footprint on your table. If in case you got limited real estate, you can see everything that you need to see, and it all just fits together so well, like a, a really great system. So I loved, as a player, that's just one of the things that I noticed right off the bat and and really liked about this one is that this was going to make it easier to enjoy the game, and I wasn't going to have to manage the cards on the table. Yeah. So I'm assuming with this version, it still keeps with the D6s. Yes, everything is D6 driven as it has been since uh, first edition. Okay. So now this brings okay. So this is where we lead into to gameplay because I know in the modern version you have your zombies, you have your runners, you have fatties, and then you have abominations. And abominations oh, are hard ab- to kill. Abominations in this game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so this is where the question really lies, is because you know in the modern one you, you've you know you've got shotguns and machine guns and all sorts of swords and weaponry uh some versions have a a, a 
cement saw, some don't. And, you know, abominations are nearly indestructible unless you have a Molotov cocktail. So how is it handled in a Western setting where you got revolvers and rifles and maybe some dynamite? I'm guessing dynamite might take the place. Well, of the- you guys Joshua, Joshua came across a, uh, a pretty awesome weapon that held them at bay for quite a while. Uh, you ended up using a, a Gatling gun. Okay. Tell us about that. But it is a period accurate Gatling gun. Now, Gatling guns are really huge at that point in in, in time. So it's not like you can just yep. push that around very easily. Made of steel and brass. I'm glad you brought that up too. Okay, let's let's back up a second. Let's hit all these points in sequence, okay? So okay. in ter- so let's talk about weapons for a second. Uh all the characters belong to one of four classes. This is a new addition to Zombicide outside of i think the i think they did this for space for um zombicide in space i forget that what's called right now but um uh i think it's zombicide invasion or something like that but anyway uh but they brought classes to this so that every character has their blue starting skill but they also have a class related ability and in relationship to that class they also have a preferred weapon slot that preferred weapon slot determines what the starting gear is going to be for some people it is a revolver or a pistol in general for other people it is a rifle and then for yet other classes, they can have any weapon. They're more like jack-of-all-trade types. And so they can have any weapon in that slot. There are melee weapons. We have, um, co- you know, like a colonial sabers. Okay. Uh, we have, uh, I want to say there was like a heavy-bladed weapon in there. And I can't remember. I think it actually just may be a machete, but I could be wrong. Um, so you you start off with like a really heavy... It's not a cult per se, but you have like a heavy peacemaker type um, revolver that's the starting equipment. You can find a cult SAA, uh, which is a different type of revolver. And then you also have Winchester style, you know, lever action rifles as well. They also have shotguns, but these are early shotguns. So these are like double barrel shotguns, for example. Uh, And a new new, um, mechanic that they introduced to this game is something called bounties or bounty weapons. You know, in previous versions, you have the ultra red weapons. These are, these are like souped up weapons that you could find, but you could not use them until you hit red XP, which takes 43 experience. And for those who don't know in Zombicide, you get one point of experience per zombie kill, except when you kill an abomination, when you get five, or when you pick up an objective where you get five. And so it's actually to get 43 is kind of a, it's kind of a feat. Uh, so in previous versions, you had ultra red weapons and that was the restriction. They're super great weapons, but you can't use them until you go into a red level of XP. Uh, in this game, you have bounty weapons. And the way it works is that uh, on the back of the card, there is a picture of the weapon and there is an, some sort of a feat or achievement uh kill three zombies with a pistol in a single uh, in a single turn or kill three zombies with a rifle in a single action or kill two zombies in a zone that also has uh another player you know things like that or get five xp in one go uh that sort of thing so yeah i i'm actually looking at these and it looks like one of them is ma's troubleshooter (laughs) <laughs> pistol with a blade on it so it looks like a gun blade 
Uh, yeah. Well, that one might might be a promo card because I don't remember that being in the deck. But well, um, uh, I guess it's uh, Zombicide Gears and Guns. So this might be. Oh, oh, oh! That is a Steampunk expansion, which I do oh. have, but I have not yet played with. That 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 makes sense because I'm like, there's a freaking chainsaw in here, but you haven't said anything <laughs> there, about chainsaw. There's another mechanic in there that I thought was very interesting uh, because it is period appropriate. Uh, you may know our listeners may know that uh, the early revolvers were single action pistols, yes. meaning that you had to cock the mm -hmm. hammer or the trigger didn't do anything mm -hmm. as opposed to today's double action revolvers that when you pull the trigger will cock the hammer and then release it in a single pull. So because these were single action revolvers back then, you could do what they called fanning your gun where you would hold the trigger down and then quickly run your hand over the top back towards the hammer and flick it back just over and over and over again weren't terribly accurate but you could put you could throw a whole lot of lead uh down towards your target and so they've incorporated that into this game that certain characters have the ability to fan their weapons. And the weapon has a little thing there that says, when you're fanning, you get this. And it's some bonus uh, that's balanced by some uh, penalty related to accuracy, for example. Yeah, bringing yeah, fanning thought, into the game I thought was really cool. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was very thematic. Yeah, I like that. a lot in the Westerns where, you know, they're holding it and they're just, you know, the hand action. Yep. just back on that hammer that's um, exactly it and let's be honest that's the historical inspiration behind nerf's slam fire feature yeah yeah <laughs> it is um so i mean it, it sounds like they're, they're they've incorporated a lot of really cool features from the old west that are accurate and true um it is kind of cool that there is an expansion that has some steampunk in it for those yep, that yep. like steampunk um so how are abominations dealt with in oh, this? Oh man, abominations are truly abominable in this one. In in my opinion, they are a greater difficulty than what I'd faced in previous um, uh, versions of Zombicide. I think part of that is that you've got older weapons. Yeah. So it's harder to find a weapon that's enough to uh, to hurt or kill an abomination, um, and then. <laughs> Josh also got a few expansions. Uh, perhaps you can explain some of that because those are abominations that I just never want to meet uh, on a game board or in a dark alley. Yeah, Ooh. starting with Black Plague and moving into second edition, they came up with this system where they could introduce unique and specialized abominations. Uh, we Basically what happens is whenever you draw an abomination spawn from the normal spawn deck, you then have a secondary abominations only deck that contains the card for each distinct abomination that you're willing yeah. to put into your game. And then when you draw that card, you put that abomination in and that abomination abomination usually has some special ability. Yeah. The uh, in the core set, they have the bowler hat abomination. He looks like a right big fat guy who's very muscular, you know, and takes you out in the alley, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, he has no special abilities. He's just a standard abomination, but he is spiky and 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 ouchy to the touch. Um but I, uh, as Matthew pointed out, I did like when I did the Kickstarter, I, I went all in as I do with Zombicide because I, I can <laughs> guarantee you that everything they come out with is worthwhile. Yeah. And they have they have uh, an abomination pack that is inspired by King Kong versus Godzilla. And it's uh, Abominape versus Crocosaur. And uh, <laughs> and 
and they each have very interesting abilities. Um, and they're huge. Matthew got a chance. He picked up the King Kong one, the abomination. He's like, dude, this thing is heavy. So is it Uh, bigger than the previous abominations? Yes. Oh yeah. It's much. And they've got some weight behind them too. I mean, just solid. Yeah, they definitely are. But they also in a separate pack, they have the dead stock abominations, which are all livestock based. It has like, I think there's a bear in there. I don't know how that got in there when it's a, when it's livestock, but they have like a longhorn steer, a bull. And, um, what was the other one, Matthew? There was a, wasn't there a fourth one? Uh, a bison, a bison. That's what it was. Uh, and they all have, again, they each have distinct abilities that really don't, uh, mirror one another at all. So you have a very unique gameplay and, and, and the rules for killing an abomination are still the same. You have to have a three damage weapon, uh, or, uh, in this case, you know, what we would previously call a Molotov cocktail, they did, Matt, uh, Daniel, you nailed it right on the head. Dynamite. Sticks of dynamite. In this, <laughs> in previous games, you'd have to combine two items to make yeah. that weapon. In this game, you just have to find the dynamite. It, it's a single card. It's not a combination card. And they put like four or five in the deck. I've also noticed that in the deck, I have not yet come across a zombie spawn in the search deck. That's another difference that they, I, I kind of before we get too deep into this, I just want to say this for Undead or Alive. They did a, quite a few quality of life shifts in the in the um, sort of like the design of the game, not just the components, but also the mechanics. But they also balanced it so that the challenge is notably higher, uh, which takes me back to Black Plague for a second. When we first played Black Plague, the spawns in that game were brutal they were they were absolutely rough yeah. and you know in regular zombicide sometimes you get some respite because the spawns can be kind of forgiving at times this game undead or alive is more like black plague they okay. um in fact i want to talk about the things they changed mechanically but i don't want to get too deep into that and get away from your subject matter um but to kill the abominations you have to have a three damage weapon or dynamite and it's important to note that there are no three damage weapons in the core game so, but you could have a character that gives you a plus one damage to certain types of weapons. Okay. And that plus one can be applied to two damage weapons. I will also throw out there that two damage weapons seem very hard to find. Okay. Well, and it should be. I mean, it, we're working with much more antiquated weaponry that isn't as lethal as our modern day stuff. But dynamite is like under the couch. <laughs> there was a awful lot of dynamite in that town. Awful lot of dynamite. So that 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 brings up a good point. So the tiles. So in Zombicide, the tiles are mainly a cityscape where you have buildings and stuff like that. How are the tiles in this game? Because it's an old West. Is it like just small little buildings, like a barber shop and you know the general store and so on, and it's just down a single street? Or how how is it set up? Uh, you have dirt roads connecting all the tiles you also have uh houses Uh, i think there might even be like small shacks uh, and saloons okay but you also have a couple of special tiles one of them that comes to mind immediately is the coal mine tile where you have like the entryway into the coal mine they they don't allow you to go any deeper than that but um but you can go into the coal mine it's a searchable space etc but one of the things they did that was super cool and super western is they added train track tiles. Nice. And the train track tiles, when you flip them over, have a train. So there is a, for lack of a better term, a ghost train or a zombie train that will plow through town 
on us on a turn-based timer and if zombies are in the way it annihilates them nice. uh so yeah so they it still feels very western and um and when you're inside the buildings the 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 way that they've done the details and the artistry and everything i mean you feel like you're inside of a house or a shack or a saloon um which since you asked about the tiles this does bring up another change to the game that is absolutely unique to undead or alive they got rid of door tiles oh there are no doors in this game there are only open pathways and okay. so and so that brings up a question you know a normal zombicide when you when you pop the door on a building for the first time the zombies would spawn yeah it causes like discovery spawn right yeah well they changed that instead on these tiles you will find illustrated uh piles of corpses that are under sheets these white piles of corpses and those signify a place where what they call a um uh they call it a body pile spawn point that is where one of those game pieces will go instead as soon as you enter the building that spawn point activates and mm. it, and it won't spawn until the zombie turn, but it becomes a spawn point. And they've come up with a new loss condition that if ever there are seven active spawn points on the board at one time, you automatically lose. Wow. But there are ways to shut down spawn points and even destroy spawn points. Okay. You know, one of the, that's, we're getting into one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was the, the character that I ended up playing was a believer was it's was there uh, faithful it's called faithful the faithful i'm sorry one of the faithful thinking of some other uh some other game you're um, thinking of shepherd book and firefly <laughs> the board game yeah so the uh the faithful um are kind of the uh machine gun preachers of the uh of the era and so they're both gunslingers but also you know holy men holy men and women and they have the ability to uh, turn turn away the undead or to use holy water or things like that to turn back the zombies. And there's this new mechanic called Vade Retro, which is Latin for go away. And, <laughs> and that's basically what it does. Yeah, it sounds uh, like go back or turn back. Yeah, it's well, it, if the um, Latin in the Bible, get thee behind me, Satan, is, you know, Vade, Vade Retro, Retro Satanus. Uh, nice. is the, the the Latin form of that. So that's where that came from. Um, and so, yeah, you can use that to, to great effect in the game. Uh, it was my first time playing it. Josh had played it before and said, when we played this before, we really felt the lack of a faithful character. Someone needs to be that. So I volunteered and absolutely it makes a significant a difference in the game. Difference. So yeah, anybody who plays this, this uh, version of the game, highly recommend that at least one person be uh, a faithful. I don't think I would have everybody do that. You really only need one, two for a large group. Um, but because some of the other character classes have their own advantages that you'll be hurting for if you don't have them. But man, I loved playing that character and being able to do, you know, Vade Retro and stop zombies in their tracks because otherwise we would have been overrun. Yeah, it actually, your Vade Retro action literally saved the game. We would have lost in the last turn for sure had it not been for that ability. So that was kind of awesome. And Josh mentioned earlier how you can get plus one bonuses. Vade Retro was one of those things. I got a, a plus two weapon. And if I had 
I hesitate to use the word cast, but you know what I mean? A, a, you know, casting Vade Retro, any zombies but, in that space, I got plus one. And so that was how I was able to kill the abomination. Yeah, he was able to use a two damage rifle with one of his Vade Retro bonuses as the faithful to kill an abomination. Nice. Yeah. Now it's time to chat about our sponsor, World Anvil. World Anvil is an award-winning world-building and writing software for people who love to create rich and exciting worlds. With their software, you can create your world, manage your campaign, plan your novel, create a world wiki, wow your players, make novels more interactive, and make your worlds come to life. You can find them at worldanvil.com, and if you put in the discount code DCR40, you will receive a 40% discount today. So. We've broken down the weapons. We've broke down how the tiles work, how it's fairly different from before. There are classes now that we don't have in the modern day setting. Um, there are ways or abilities to buff your weapons, so to say, or bless mm -hmm. them so that you're getting that extra damage. Uh, there is dynamite hidden under the couch. So <laughs> you need to go after it. Uh, I mean, this sounds great. Uh, I'm excited. It sounds like there's lots of potential to have fun, even in an old west, and not even adding in uh, the steampunk yeah. stuff. You know, the steampunk stuff alone sounds like it's going to add a lot more excitement and fun. I've looked at some of these cards, and I like how there are bounty cards, so you have to do specific things to get these special cards instead of just a luck draw. You know, hey, if I if I want that, this is these are the things I need to do to get that. Yeah, and what I like is like whatever whatever card is on the top of that deck, whoever finishes that feat first, they receive that card, and there's no experience restriction on that. It can go into their weapon slot immediately. The other thing that's cool about how they added a preferred weapon slot on the characters, it allows you to have a weapon in your preferred slot, and then your two standard in-hand items, as well as three in your pack. What mm. this means is technically you have three weapons at hand at all times. So you can dual wield from your favored slot and one of your hand slots or from both of your hand slots, or you can carry your preferred weapon, which might be a rifle or, or uh, maybe a melee weapon, depending on your character class. And then you can have dual wield weapons in your hand slots. And all those weapons are available for you to use. Um, you just have to, the, the rule is if you're going to fan, it has to be a pistol. You have to be a gunslinger or the pistol has to grant you fanning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you can only fan a single pistol at a time. You can't fan dual wield, which makes sense. Makes sense, um, yeah. Your hands. Yeah, it. and given that you have three weapon slots, if you're going to dual wield, you have to choose two of your three weapons and it has to meet the dual wield rules. Yada, 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 right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, they did a, a fantastic job balancing out the attack platform for the characters you know all this talk about corpses and zombies and stuff mm. reminds me of a bit of wisdom i heard once i, I imagine it would yeah I, I they told me that you know it takes guts to be an organ donor yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i and i had this thing happen to me the other day i ate a bunch of synonyms oh man really? i had the sorest throat ever oh my god Oh, you wanna what? That's a good one. I got one for you. Oh, which, oh, oh. Which bear? Which bear is the most condescending? Which which bear, bear is the most condescending? A panda. 
A pan, duh. Uh, <laughs> a pan. <laughs> I didn't think about that for a second, but it was worth uh, it. Good pan. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Holy smokes. So now that we've got that out of the way. I want everyone uh, at home, I want you to recognize that Matthew has infected Daniel with the dad <laughs> joke virus. And I think that means inevitably I'm next. Uh, hey, even yeah, last week, even Alton threw out one that I liked. Oh, gosh. That was great. It's always fun when we have Alton on the show. And it is. Because like we just we just go into pun mode. Like we're just throwing them out left and right. It's so great. Um <laughs> as you can tell, folks, Alton is not here with us right now. But that's we okay. miss you, Alton. Yes. So I I would assume that the sculpts for the figures with this game are just mm-hmm. as amazing as all the other ones. Um, you'd be only slightly incorrect in that the sculpts oh, have gotten better. Okay, they've gotten better. In fact, in one of the expansions, there's an abomination that is the trickster spirit based on Native American folklore. Oh, okay. And so, it, um, uh, I, I think you might be right. Yeah. 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 Um, the Native American um, equivalent to Loki, right? Uh, in it loosely, loosely. But uh, the thing about the trickster spirit is that it can take one of three forms. And the way that, that they solved that is that if I'm not mistaken, I, I'll be honest, I haven't cracked this box open yet. But my understanding is um, it, it has this this body that has a removable head and you can put the head on of the form that it's taken. Oh, nice. And so it can change forms while it's on the board or when it spawns. And that gives it different abilities depending. So, um, yeah, the sculpts in this game are gorgeous. The detail is increasing. Uh, they've also gone, you know, in, in the first couple Zombicide, actually in the first edition of Zombicide, they brought in various artists and you had like these different flavors of character design, uh, that, that occurred with like, you know, various expansions and such. In this case, I think they've actually zeroed in on a singular artist, uh, artistic flavor of sorts, um, with the exception of some of their guest artist, uh, add-ons, but the characters are like these comic book esque, uh, exaggerated yet. These are minifigs with like kinetic energy. They they have motion in these in these sculpts, and I and, and I love it. Like it, they always look like they're moving or flowing or you know in action in some way, and the detail is extremely high. No, I got the wrong name. So Coca Pele is the music one. Uh, the trickster is either called the old man. Ikatomi or Viho. So I think Ikatome sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh Ikatome is more Lakota. Um, but yeah, so uh you can take the figure of a coyote, a raven, a crow, blue jay, a rabbit, spider, raccoon. That's that's crow. exactly right. Yeah, I think I think this one has a wolf, a raven, and a uh a, a bunny. Yeah. Cool. No, that's even better. The trickster god. Um and for those of you that are Native American and I messed up the name, I apologize completely and totally. Uh, shame on me. <laughs> but uh, no, that's that's fun. I like how they're taking that setting and making it into a game that's fun, accurate, and not like over the top. You know, when I was starting to look at those weapons, I'm like, oh my gosh, really? That doesn't seem Old West. And they're like, oh yeah, it's a steampunk, it, you know, expansion. Yeah, that's, that, that's more steampunk context, that, that right? That totally fits. That works because there were no chainsaws in the old west. No, there were not. But so I think we're pretty close out of time. We're very, very close. But what would you what else would you like to know, if anything? 
So what, if anything, have they improved in this game that makes playing this version of the game better than the pre, you know, version two of, of regular Zombicide? Matthew, why don't you go first and give me two things that you thought were improvements? We already talked about the trays, so that's a gimme, but let's that get to be things. my first one. Okay, as much as I hated the abominations in this one, they're definitely really cool. And the the sculpts on the uh, Abominate and the Deadstock uh, abominations, those were just incredible. Uh, I loved the game mechanics. There were new mechanics introduced because of these character classes that really you got to get the, the idea is to do this co-op, right? Mm -hmm. But they were always kind of one-off abilities and you had all these different characters that their abilities began to kind of repeat. Whereas now you have archetypes just like you would in a and d party. So you've got people who know their role that they need to play in the, uh, in the team. And so I really liked that, the classes and their related uh, mechanics and abilities in there. And Vade Retro for the win, I'm just telling you. <laughs> um, for me, um, some of the more like uh, mechanical aspects I like better. Uh, for example... Uh, one thing that comes to mind immediately is they've completely uh, redone the noise mechanic. I think the noise mechanic is important to the context of Zombicide. The idea that if a zombie can't see a target, it migrates toward the nearest or the loudest noise, right? But in the previous games, you had these individual noise tokens that you dropped every time someone fired or used a loud weapon or did a loud action. Each character token counts as a noise token, etc. And you'd end up like in, at the end of every round, you have to clear those tokens off without messing up the board, which doesn't yeah. have a locking border or anything like that. And, and you don't want to mess up your, your character pieces. And then when the board fills up in, you know, toward the end game with zombies and players and other artifacts, um, getting those noise tokens in and out is really, really tricky. But in this game, they came up with a way of reducing all of that while still maintaining the noise uh, effect. They have a bang and a boom token. In fact, it's actually a single token. One side is bang, one side is boom. Bang refers to shooting a gun or a rifle or a yeah. shotgun or or something like that. But a boom is when someone fans their pistol or they use the Gatling gun or they or throw the a stick of dynamite or the train... You know, the train is a boom. And the idea is, if you're in that round, if you've only done bangs, then the most recent bang causes the token to move to that location. And the same thing about booms. If you're in boom mode uh, because something went boom, a boom is louder than a bang. So yeah. a bang will not move the boom token, but a, but a subsequent boom action will. And the cards are very clearly marked which cards are, which actions are bangs and which actions are booms. And it's a single noise token, and that token's on the board at all times. It makes the sound mechanic so much easier to manage. And the last thing I'll say is uh, the zombie spawn system is way more aggressive like the the zombie count is extremely aggressive mm -hmm. once you get out of once you get out of blue it's a lot of zombies but they did that on purpose because they changed some rules first the what what used to be called fatties they now call them brutes and i think they're doing that to make sure they're not using terms that in english might be considered politically incorrect but um but uh the brutes 
it used to be that when they came onto the board, they came with two walkers as escorts, but they did away with that in second edition and they, and they continued that in uh, undead or alive, but they'll put two or four or eight brutes on the board at a time. And, uh, and they're really good now at running out of zombies. It used to be when you ran out of zombies, that zombies of that type would activate again. They'd get an extra action. Yeah. Well, they've changed all that. Now, if you run out of zombies, you do, you do the first step like you normally would, spawn as many as you can. But uh, if you run out, then the abomination enters the board if he's not there already. And if he's on the board already, he activates again. And so running out of zombies now puts the abomination in play way more often. And toward the end of the game, the abomination was like showing up. We'd kill him. And then on the next zombie spawn, he'd show up again. And it was just over and over. And then he would start chasing us because he got like three activations in one spawn session. Oh, I hated the abomination. And this is the non-special abomination. He has no special <laughs> abilities, but he was a real threat. And as we've talked so many times in the past, games are most fun when there is always a way to win and there's always a way to lose. There's always jeopardy. Yeah. And that, yeah. that abomination jeopardy is so real and it is so cool. I actually really like it. Everyone remembers what the D stands for, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a D in DCR for a reason. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's, that's fantastic. That's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to, to get to play. So folks, if you have not picked this up, definitely go do so. It sounds like it is a great addition to the Zombicide, uh, game, uh, mythos, genre, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, there, you know, I have, pl- I haven't played the Black Plague. I haven't played un you know, Undead or Alive. But I did play the, the space version, and the space version was just bad. It really, yeah. It, it, the mechanics were flawed. You know, you're in space. You have to have oxygen. There, there was a lot of things I don't think they really accounted for, um, which, which is okay. It's kind of disappeared. I don't know if you can even buy it anymore. Well, and it looks like they kind of learned from those mistakes, which yeah. is a good thing, right? And that is the one thing I can say for this company is, you know, even when they they hit it right and they make great choices they still go okay what could we have done better and then they put that into the next version Mm -hmm. they don't just rest on their laurels and it's like yeah this game's awesome there's nothing we can do you know or yeah we really screwed up this mechanic how can we make it better moving to the next one and they've definitely done that and even in this game where it's a setting where you can't have you know fancy machine guns or sub you know machine guns or you know high volume uh caliber weapons sniper rifles rocket launchers yeah you you don't have that and so how do we handle this well it's the old west people die like crazy so we're still going to have tons of zombies but we're going to change things up you know if you run out you don't get an extra activation but hey the abomination shows up again so hey you gotta you gotta deal with him and hopefully you can find another Stick a dynamite in Granny's uh, knitting box or something like that. <laughs> so, and you got to train. I mean, that's awesome. Who doesn't love a train? So, now there is one question. We've gone through all this. Are there horses? Can you ride a horse? Because okay. in the Zombicide <laughs> game, you get a car. You can jump on a car. But in the Old West, there weren't cars. There were horses. 
Yes. Okay. In the core box, the answer is no. And the context is the horses were the first to be eaten. Okay. However, in the expansions, both a couple of micro expansions and full size expansions, they brought mounts back and they will have survivors by on foot and that same survivor on a mount. And there's an expansion where the mounts are completely separate and, um, independent and so you can put those mounts in the game and then have players take that mount uh so the short version is yes in the expansions okay so in the expansions yes you can have a horse which hopefully is awesome there's also a an abomination horse a nightmare (laughs) now i as you said that i just got a really cool idea that they need for an expansion for this version and that is to give you the character and mount, and it would be Brave Star. <gasps> we should do a Brave Star <laughs> inspired mission. Yes, that would be so much fun. But anyways, folks. Um, oh, Briscoe County Junior. <laughs> Briscoe County Junior. That would be so dope. That would be so great. I mean, they've already put Ash in the modern day game. Why not throw well, in Briscoe County and Bowler for that matter? Right. And and the, one of the cool things about the way that they did the, the trace system that we keep coming back to is that the size of the character card is the same size throughout all the new editions of the yeah. game. And so technically you could have a time travel, uh, you know, mission and you could have characters from the modern context or even from Black Plague or yeah. you know, th- there are ways to to get really creative the, one of the things i love about zombicide besides the fact that it's cooperative is that it's completely modular it's scenario driven and this makes it it is a tabletop rpg in board game form and this allows us with our gme brains to get yeah. really creative the game offers infinite play and infinite replay because you can just make up new stuff yes well i may have to make a briscoe county junior and bowler uh, I'm extremely excited to see this in action. That would be really fun. Ooh, ooh, Wild Wild West. Um, there is in the expansion. There is a character in a steampunk wheelchair. Looks an awful lot like the villain from Wild Wild West. Yeah, Loveless. <laughs> hmm. Doctor Loveless. Interesting. All right. So, folks, let us know what you think about this game. If you've tried it, if you haven't, definitely give it a try. Uh, so far, the Zombicide series. For the most part, the exception of the space one, is a hit, at least in my opinion. Every version gets better. Yeah. So run out, go to your game store, try the game out, see if a friend has it. Uh, well, I mean, definitely Krebs, Krebs has it. Uh, <laughs> Come to my house. We'll play once <laughs> I figure out what you're doing at my house. Yes, yes. Uh, so with that said, we're going we're gonna to take off real quickly. I'm going to ask you to the final question, which is very simply, what scorecard do you give this? A to F. Ooh, Ooh A to F? Yeah, A, B, C, D, and oh, F. Oh, dang. What, what is the score on this? What is the grade of this game? Oh, for me, it's an A. Okay. Uh, it's good, solid A. Uh, the, perhaps there's some room for improvement to get to A+, plus, but I've got no major criticisms of this game. They've have made a lot of improvements it's got this infinite gameplay great pieces great sculpts um and the mechanics i think that krebs nailed it you it's possible to win but you're constantly in jeopardy and that makes it fun 
Nice. I, I definitely want to give this one an A. I am super excited with what we've experienced so far. I still have a bunch of expansions to pop that I haven't even opened yet. Um, but to give context, I would say Zombicide Second Edition in its entirety is probably what I would grade as an A plus, and I think this one's an A, and it's a very close. It's very close to A plus. I just have to do some more exploring before I bump it up that high. Um, okay. Also, just just really really fast in the yes. future, I will be receiving the Marvel Zombicide. That I did that whole Kickstarter a hundred percent, so I should be getting a, a, an obnoxious creative stuff. And surprisingly, <laughs> my wife still wants to stay married to me. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is that Zombicide White Death, that is the newest expansion for the Black Plague series of Zombicide. That Kickstarter just opened up a couple days ago. It's mm -hmm. brand new. It's on there. Uh, so if you're into Zombicide and if you're into Black Plague, White Death is now available. And the very last thing I'll say, besides uh, telling you that Undead or Alive is on store shelves, is that this episode is not endorsed by Zombicide, Cool Mini or not, or any of its subsidiaries. Uh, this is completely us just fanboying over our over my favorite tabletop board game. All right, folks. With that said, we're out of here. And my little nerdlings, remember to let your geek flag fly. Stay away from the abomination. So say we all. And whether you're part of the faithful or a gunslinger or a brawler or one of the townsfolk, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.